No iPad? Oh, there it is, right in front of me. Ha ha! <laughs> You're so observant. Everything's going well. Jeremy at work. I don't know who that is. You know, I know Red exa- Bulls. I know who that is. He has like gone like it is his life's mission to do what? To remind me of the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> Just all the time. What, yeah, not not anything particular. Just wants you to be aware they exist. Yeah. Don't forget, like he literally the New York soccer bowls. I'll be or, doing something else, and he'll be like, he'll be like, New York's red, and like, thank down. you. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Straight Red recorded live in the Straight Red place, yeah. and then replayed to you at a different time. Yeah, that's how recording keep, works. Yeah, keep it that way. I'm of course Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, starting middle linebacker for the 1996 Tennessee Volunteers, Alex <laughs> Kibler. <laughs> Alex, wasn't that Peyton Manning's year? How was he? Uh, we couldn't beat Florida. A college we couldn't, couldn't beat Florida. Florida. No, couldn't beat Florida. L- listen, my dad is listening to that. Did this right now, and he's like having like. Go balls flashback things. Is he uh, a volunteer? Where I'm from in Virginia is sort of in the West the, Virginia, whatever in the mesh point between Virginia Tech fans and Tennessee fans. Mm-hmm. And because Tennessee, the University of Tennessee is actually closer to where I live time wise to get mm-hmm. to than Virginia Tech is, even though I live in Virginia. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a big hotbed. And they're playing a game. In two years, and it's going to have like 165,000 people there. Aren't they playing it in some sort of NASCAR yeah, yeah. facility? Bristol Motor Speedway. Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, they, yeah, it, it's it's the world's fastest half mile. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Got to get the branding. There get the branding in there. It is. Yeah. I, I, someone will double check, but I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning was the quarterback of the team back in 1996. I think that's correct, yes. I feel like that's correct. I agree. Well, there were games. Can you believe it? In 96? Well, no, this past weekend. Oh, yes, I But agree. also in 1996, there were games. Mm-hmm. How about we that talk the, about these games the like this weekend? Wasn't that the MLS first season? Wasn't that 1996? Oh, it was, actually. Yeah. yeah, you're over here looking at me like I'm a fool. I know things. No. Anyway, okay, there yeah. were games this past weekend. The New York Red Bulls oh, yes. of New Jersey were playing <laughs> their home opener. Against D.C. United, for those of you who, for some reason, were not paying attention last year, D.C. was fantastic last year. Yeah. Although New York was a thorn in their side. Yes. Happened again. 2-0. What's happened to D.C. is the question here. I don't know. They've got to get better play out of their forwards. They just do. They do. I mean, Chris Pontius and Jairo Arrieta both were anonymous, basically the entire match. Um, I I worry about DC in terms of the quality that they have on the ball because frankly they they possess decently well but not outrageously well. I expect better from that team. I get where you're coming from, and and, and not to dive too deep into a somewhat controversial issue with DC United at the moment, but Eddie Johnson is uh, out of play, and he may be permanently yeah not playing. Yeah, uh, my understanding is there is a heart condition. That he has. It's scary. At least that's what the reports are. Very scary. But there's also this practical part about it. He is taking up a great deal of their salary cap space. Yeah. He's paid quite yeah. a bit. Is that preventing them from bringing someone else in? 
I know that's a callous way of looking at it. Very callous. I don't want anything bad to happen to Eddie Johnson. I wish him the best with his health, and, and I hope it all turns around. But the short answer is yes. Of course it does. I mean, at the time, I, I still don't think at the time that was a, a, a particularly good buy for, for DC. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone loves to sort of reminisce about the potential of an Eddie Johnson. He's long been one of these players, one Ugh. of these U.S. players that you look at and he has these flashes of brilliance. Yeah, yeah. And people talk about the potential. Yeah. There was a point during his time in Seattle where it looked like he was really going to be sure something. I agree. That was right before the Clint Dempsey deal happened and the whole thing fell apart. It's consistency for him. It really is. Let's talk about New York for a second, though. It's, I mean, repost this if you're a strong Bradley Wright Phillips and you don't need no Thierry Henry. That man... He got it done. ...played himself a game against He DC. got it done. Because that has been the criticism of Bradley Wright Phillips in the past season. Yeah. It was, well, how do you do without Thierry Henry? Right. And part of that comes from Thierry Henry has had a lot of strike partners mm-hmm. in his time in the New York Red Bulls. Like Luke Rogers looked brilliant. Yes. Like the people he'd played with looked brilliant, and then they went off somewhere else, and, and they didn't look as brilliant. Right. So many had said, is Bradley Wright Phillips the real deal? Well, he had one heck of a game. I know it's only one game, but he had one heck of a game. He did. He earned that goal. He certainly did. And But I also would tell you that I think that that midfield is is – did not is not missing a beat right now. No. Lloyd Sam not missing a beat. Lloyd Dax McCarty not Dax missing a beat. Great. Sasha looks great. Sasha looks good. I think I'm going Sasha. As far as say great. Sasha. I think Sasha needs to still feel out what his role is within that midfield. He. I think he didn't look as effective as a Dax McCarty did against enough, DC. But I think the potential is certainly there for him to be a huge playmaker for them. New York. The Red Bulls look great. I they look they've started very well. They have. And I think at the beginning of the season I don't think I put them in a I playoff didn't. spot and and looking at the East right now, I I think you're hard pressed not to. They look very good and with if DC doesn't pick it up, so they're going to go down, right? Yeah. You've got to look at New York as something a bit more serious. Now, as the longtime Gingers know, there was all this controversy when the New York Red Bulls fired Mike Petke. Yeah. Late in the offseason. What yeah. was that, January? Yeah. I still don't support that move. Me neither. But does <laughs> early season form earn Jesse Marsh something? As you know, and I said this at the time of the Mike Petke firing and the Jesse Marsh hiring, that I am indeed a Jesse Marsh fan. Sure. And if the scenario were different, I could get more on board with the hire. Yeah. But isn't Jesse Marsh delivering right now? It's, I don't think it's ever been about Jesse Marsh. It never was. The it, was question, it was about Mike Pecky. Right. The, the question wasn't, can Jesse Marsh coach soccer? He's, he clearly can. And I think that that team is going to perform well. And they, frankly, might be a little bit more uh, consistent and more sort of gelled as mm-hmm. a team than under Mike Petke, who was more about aggression and more about attacking-mindedness. I'm not saying they're going to be boring, but I'm saying they might not go all out and attack like they have in the past. And I think it's going to be good for them because I think you have players like a Dax McCarty and like mm-hmm. a Lloyd Sam who are good on the ball, who could possess the ball well. Dax McCarty especially is a wizard in midfield of keeping possession. Come on the show, Dax. Yeah, oh, please, Dax. Uh, um, I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm, I've am i got May the 10th, New York Red Bulls against New York City. Pixel you got your tickets? Oh, yeah, man. I might have to grab some tickets. Uh, so it's at... It's at That's at Red, Red Bull, Bull Arena. Yes. Uh, NYCFC has 1,200 away seats. That's going to be wow. outrageous. It's going to be something else. Yeah. And now, this may have a lot to do with we're in the New York area, so you hear about these teams. 
But I will say this about the New York Red Bulls this season. There's been a lot of question marks about where's the ownership, what are they thinking, what's going on. Yeah. Have you noticed that over the past, I'd say, this, well, maybe about a season and a half, maybe just one season, we're starting to see these hints of the New York Red Bulls recognizing the fact that they used to be the Metro Stars. And these yeah. little hints, uh, like at this particular game, the goals, the netting in the goals were black and red striped, which is a Metro Stars pattern that is not a Red Bulls pattern. Yes, that's small. Yes, that's subtle. Is this ownership group trying to approach its own fan base differently, saying that we do have a history? For the longest time, they were pretending as if the Metro Stars never existed. Right. It's about eight years too late, I think is what the average Red Bulls fan would say. <laughs> but it is something, and it's interesting. Yeah. I was putting it out there as interesting. But it, I, it I, just I, reeks of a, oh, whoops, we fired Mike Petke. Let's make it up to you by pretending that the Metro Stars were a thing. Or is this the beginning of a rebranding? I hope so. I hope so. Moving I, on. I, yes, moving on. Moving on. San Jose. You know oh, what they have? my goodness. They have a bar out there. They, <laughs> it's attached to a stadium, allegedly. And they played soccer there this past weekend. Avaya Stadium looks fantastic. Oh, At least does. on TV. I have not been, but it looks great. Great camera placement in that stadium oh, as well. Oh, perfect camera placement. Yeah. And keep in mind, uh, in terms of capacity, it's one of the smaller MLS stadiums. At yes, 18, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smallest is 17. Uh, that is Dick's Sporting Goods Park. That's where Colorado plays. Right. Also a gorgeous park. But 18,000, perfect setup that they oh, have It there. looks great. They've got what appears, it looks at first glance like a single tier, but there's this lower level where you can get really close to the field. It has the open bar. The fans were out in force. It looked mm. better than it ever looked at Buckshaw Stadium. Yeah. And Buckshaw never could look good, but all power to the fans were there. Buckshaw sat, what, 10K? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They filled oh, it. Oh, I think it was less than that. I think it was like eight. They would always fill it, but it just didn't have the seating that the franchise deserved. Now, right. I've said this last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. Is this a different San Jose team? They're looking, I know they played Chicago. I know. And you're going to tell me that, that they played Chicago. Does that count? They did. But let me tell you this. They I think Chicago good. I think Chicago's on the way up. I think clearly it's still the Harry Ship show. But I also think that that team is figuring out how to possess the ball in a way that gives Harry Ship a chance to be a good playmaker for them. And that was missing for the first couple weeks of the season. I think Chicago, dare I say it, might actually... Win a couple games coming up here. They're going to win some games. I mean, I... They're also tired of losing. Yeah, that counts for something, right? uh, No, it does. It does. And this is not the same situation that Chivas USA was in for years, where it was unclear why the team even existed. Right. Chicago has to exist. Yeah. Chicago has to be bare minimum competitive. I'm not saying they have to win the league every year. Right. But this is a major market. Real money's being spent. There's real players on this team. They should be doing better than they're doing. San Jose is scary to me right now. Yeah. I think the thing with Chicago is that they still, I mean, yeah, they have possession, but they had a lot of meaningless possession. They They weren't getting it. Right, exactly. They didn't create a lot of chances. Only had four shots on goal. I mean, it wasn't great from them. But I also see things positively going forward for Chicago. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do going forward from here. Yeah, I think they have a they have a bright future. As you know, I'm never a big fan of just the possession statistic. Right. It has to be paired with something. Are we putting shots on goal? If we're not, I don't care. Right, you can exactly. have the ball all day. I agree with you. You've got to shoot the ball. Yeah. got to shoot the ball. Yeah. San Jose, hat tip to that stadium, hat tip to those fans. Well-deserved. You look good. 
Yeah. San Jose looks good. I want to say I want to uh, say something here too. I feel like a signing that went sort of underappreciated this past offseason is Matias Perez Garcia, the the midfielder from San Jose. Mm-hmm. Watch out for this guy. He okay. is quality on the ball. Mark, I, I, mark it down, Ginger. I'm super excited to see what he can bring to that team. And I think as he starts to find his role in between Nyasi and Imagara, um, you're going to see San Jose score a lot of goals. You really are. I know I'm excited we, about I it. I know we talked about it last week, and I know we have other games to go to, but Innocent Imagara, I am becoming a very big fan of. San Jose has a chance to be really good this year. They really do. I, I think you've got to be optimistic if you're a San Jose Earthquakes fan. It can't go down from there, from last year, let's be honest. There was a beautiful game in Los Angeles. (laughs) For about 20 minutes. (laughs) For a solid 20 minutes, it was great. Yeah. LA Galaxy versus Houston. Robbie Keane on the board way early. Yeah. Oh, and great goal, too. Great goal. Well earned. Yes. LA was looking mid-season form. Then Houston comes roaring back like Houston has done in seasons past. Yeah. I know they haven't won an MLS Cup since, uh, I want to say, 2007. But they so. were in the 2012, right? Someone will check. They'll correct me. But they've been to... <laughs> we need that. What's the guy on uh, uh, Tony, Interruptions? Tony Reale. Yes. We, we need, need him Tony. to correct us at the end of the show. We do, yeah. Everything I get wrong. I think it'd be great. Everything I get wrong. <laughs> they looked like they looked not that long ago, like two seasons ago. But as Alex Kibler already hinted, 20 minutes of that, and then boredom. For the remaining seven. How was that game not 5-5 if you watched the first 15 or 20 minutes of that match? That's what I thought I was looking at. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be a goal fest and everyone would forget how to play defense. Yeah. But it wasn't that the defenses of those teams picked up. It's that everybody started getting sloppy in the midfield. I completely agree. The thing is, what is happened? that if you're, if you're L.A. and you have 64% possession for that match, and including out-possessing... Uh, in the second half, to an out- even more ridiculous degree than that. At home. Can I emphasize at home? this? At home. This is at the StubHub Center. And you can't find a second goal. There's something wrong me. there. There's something you wrong. you got to be kidding me. You've, you've Robbie Keane on this team. You have to be embarrassed to buy that result. Yeah, and Chelsea's that- are, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I would hate to be on the wrong end of a Robbie Keane tirade. First of all... I'd hate to be on the right end of a Robbie fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> on the plus side, yeah. I would hear new curses that I Did you see the video just... of him like wishing Happy St. Patrick's Day? No. It looked like he was going to kill people. <laughs> it was incredible. It's like... I'd like to wish everyone a happy... And he has, like, death eyes. Death eyes. It was incredible. Robbie Keane is so intense. I do. As soon as you make a mistake, and he knows, he reminds me, um, not in the technical ability like Thierry Henry, but in the seriousness of his game and what he expects from his His players. His technical play reminds me of Fred Flintstone with the twinkle toes. (laughs) (laughs) But remember how Thierry Henry, when he played for the Red Bulls, if you made a mistake... Oh, yes. Even while you're watching on TV, you're like... Terry has singled this person out, and no, they know they are wrong. It's slightly different, though, because I think what Robbie Keane does is he gives the whole, like, f- he's furious at, like, nothing, but what you know he's furious at is the poor service. Oh, yeah. TT would just stare you down. He'd be like, he's just looking at why you. didn't you, what are you doing? And and Robbie oh, Keane's a little bit more flamboyant than he that. He is I a think. little more yeah. flamboyant. But in both cases, like, you don't want to hear about it. Also, they're 100% right. Yes. 100%. They're... There was a lot of sloppiness on both sides. I'm not freeing Houston of this. I'm not going to free him of this. Both sides in the midfield got sloppy, and it shouldn't have. Yeah. Look at these lineups. These players should be able to get it done. 
Even a late, uh, I'm sorry, a sort of early Alan Gordon appearance came in in like the 65th or the 66th. <laughs> Listen, he, for Alan Gordon I'm surprised early. he's even left his house by that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's probably in his up. car in the 65th minute. It's like, oh, so get to this game. <laughs> even that, it, it did bring more life, but it still didn't get it done. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but it was an entertaining match. I still think L.A. is going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. But I have to give credit once again to Houston, who started a little poor in that match, showed that they still have the firepower, and Owen Coyle is getting something done there. Yeah. Some other scores from around the league. There were some other games this weekend, too. Uh, Philly nil, FC Dallas 2. FC Dallas. Good. Who can beat Dallas right now? They're just running over everybody. Here's the thing. Someone Philly, will. Absolutely someone will. Philly created plenty and finished nothing. I, I, th- I still think that if Philly can find their finishing boots, that they're going to do big things. I really do. They look so good going forward until the very last touch. It, you're absolutely right, and I want to see Philly against another East team. Me too. I do feel the West is stronger this year yet again. Look at FC Dallas. Their average player is, I believe, 14 years old. <laughs> but they yeah. still are. They, they well, Blast Paris good. is like 50. Yes, he's skewing it up yeah. to 14. <laughs> Excuse it, up to 14. Yeah. Um, Philly against an East team. I want to see Philly DC. Like, I, I want to see those games. I'm legitimately we play uh, we being New York we City is FC. New York City FC. Everybody. New York City FC plays them twice in the span of five days, and I'm legitimately concerned for both of those matches. Yeah, you're you're not getting both. I'll tell no, you that much. no, there's and, no way you're getting both. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, other scores from this past weekend: um, New England nil, Montreal nil. I thought this was going to be a New England win. I What's really happening did? in New England? I'm not sure. Like. I, Part of me says, oh, Jermaine Jones isn't there, but that's just one player. They they have consistently, consistently now, for the last four, three or four games. How many games are we in? Three? Three. three. We're going into week four. Yes. Outpossessed their opponent and failed to, to score. And, and zero goals. They lack three the, games, that zero cutting goals. edge that they had, frankly, frankly, when Charlie Davies was in the lineup regularly. Charlie Davies seems to be coming off the bench. I still don't quite understand what that plan they've got to get him in the game i'm sorry teal bunbury is hurt yeah jermaine jones is hurt however most of the players who were on that field they were on last year yeah i would agree and these this team was tearing the east apart yeah although admittedly only in the beginning of last season and in the last push of the season in the middle of the season it fell apart we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i i know several i live i lived in boston for four years so i know quite a few um new england revolution fans yeah there's some concern there, but uh, there's still faith. The roster looks solid. It's the same coach. This is the rare instance where I think I expect more from both teams. <laughs> I expect more from New England, and I expect more from Montreal. Oh, and I do have to say one thing about Montreal. Not, not to mock them, just a, just a sad note. Cameron Porter, rookie oh, player. Oh, horrific injury. If you haven't seen it, don't. Don't. Because you're going to throw up. Don't. Cameron Porter, for those who don't know, started so strong. Yeah. Had hero making goals what's in the the, chop, uh, in the Concacaf Champions League. What's his prognosis? I actually haven't seen anything about that. I have seen it. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready. For this. Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. Torn ACL. Of course. Nine to twelve months. <sighs> so That's he's done. So depressing. He's done. Young man. He will come back. He'll be strong for Montreal, but we're looking at next season. It depends on how in, it, it really is going to be interesting to see how Montreal responds to this with their uh, uh, CCL matches yeah. coming up. Really, yeah, yeah. They've got a companion <laughs> CCL match. You don't have your savior, which was Cameron Porter. Yeah, what does it look like? 
I mean, best of luck to him. I'm not saying it as a criticism. It's just sad to me. Rookie player. He only really played three games. Yeah. Uh, Colorado nil, New York City nil, or what I'm referring to, way better than hot milk for going to sleep. <laughs> if you ever need a, a, a way to fall asleep at night, go watch this match. I went to... Mix Discarude looked like he just smoked a carton of Parliaments. Like, he looked <laughs> terrible. If you, oh. if you haven't seen this match, don't watch it. There's nothing to see. Both teams look terrible. Actually, Colorado... Colorado did not look terrible. <sighs> I'm going to fight Here's that. Here's the Colorado thing. Colorado did not look terrible. If you're, if you're Jason Christ and your goal is to force a team into poor chances, yes, shots... They got shots away... But none really that I would say, oh, we shouldn't be letting shots away in this area. There were a lot of shots from outside the box and that kind of thing. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That I felt the same way in the first half of the USA-Belgium match in the World Cup, where it's mm-hmm. sort of like, if this is the chances that were given up, I'm cool with that. Yes, he made a lot of saves, Tim Howard, especially in the first half. But they weren't, you know, it wasn't like right on the doorstep like it was in the second half. I said this to you at the time. Yeah. Whatever NYCFC pays Josh Saunders. Not enough. Not enough. Loved that guy when he played for L.A. Love him now in New York City FC. But I will say this. There's a companion problem on both teams. It's a positive problem, but a problem. The guy plays very intense, very aggressive. He's going to get injured if you keep having this many shots on him. And he won't be able to save New York City FC every week. I agree. He's kept them in every single game they've played. He can't do that weekly. He needs help. Yeah, I agree. Orlando nil, Vancouver won in Orlando. Heartbreaker in Orlando. I yeah, watched but this frankly, game. I I expect to see more from Orlando. I'm disappointed in what they've done so far. Wow. Are you not? Wow. I feel like Alex Kibler has already picked Orlando City as his NYCFC rival. That's what I what it feels Listen, like. Listen, I watched this game. No, I'm moving on. I watched this game. Orlando actually played decently, but like a lot of teams right now, they're not finishing a lot of the chances that they have. They did get the heartbreaker from Vancouver because, frankly, Vancouver's a better team. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Vancouver's a better team, and of course, they're the team that gets that in, what, the 94th or 95th, whenever that goal actually happened. Right. And it looked like it was going to happen for yeah. about 10 minutes in that game. Like, okay, this is going to be a heartbreaker match. Uh, credit to the Orlando fans. They had 30,000 plus there. Yeah, good for you guys. Like, That's exciting And stuff. Against, against Vancouver, there's no rivalry between the cities of Orlando and Vancouver. Natural rivals. I get to natural rivals. I get where <laughs> you're coming from about it's disappointing because they started so strong, but now we have two games. The only goals they had were either deflections or accidents. Yeah. And now you have a game where they didn't score anything. Yeah. I'm just saying I expect more from that team. However, in the Eastern Conference, they're ranked number three. They're right doing now. really great right now. So... You know, it is what it is. Sporting Kansas City, nil, Portland, nil. I didn't expect nil-nil on this. I didn't either. I thought goals were going to happen. I was watching this game. It looked to me like goals were going to happen. Nothing. No, and what's this is a really telling statistic. Sporting Kansas City, 16 shots. Wow. Two on goal. Where's the accuracy? They, Peter Vermees must be losing it right now. Yeah, he must he, be going oh, You have nuts. no idea. Yeah, it's got to be ridiculous. Um, I, You know, the thing with sporting is... You expect that team to get better. And the thing with Portland is they didn't have the best year last year. And so you're like, okay. But I legitimately at this point, I think Portland has the better upside. They do have the better upside. They do have the better upside. 
Uh, not that every ginger knows this, but I have a soft spot in my heart for the Portland oh, Timber thing. I do. I always want them to do well, and they have these moments that they do, and I, I just feel like it's going to turn around. Those fans up there are great. Yeah, they're entertaining. And I have a few friends who live out in Portland, so there's there there. it is. There See, it is. at least he's being honest with you guys. I'm being, I'm being honest. I know a few people, not on the team. I'm just saying I have friends who live there. Guys, I know people. <laughs> He's a well-known man. America played. We did. Do you uh, want to talk about it? Not really. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> America played our arch-rival Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. In Denmark. I ha- I mean, storied rivalry. Storied rivalry versus Denmark. <laughs> yeah. Started strong. Josie Altador goal. We looked wait, better. Wait, 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 I'm wait. I'm going far with strong. No, <laughs> I don't think we started strong at all. I, I think we that started. goal was against the run of play. I like that Josie Altador goal. You didn't like that? No. What about? I mean, uh, yes, I did. He's clearly Johansson. What about the Johansson? I think both goals were decent. I'm just saying, they're both, frankly, were individual efforts from Josie Altador. Uh, Who I love. Oh, he's great. But a Josie does not a team make. No, it doesn't. No. And and (sighs) I, when you're out possessed of all the five minute intervals in the game, all but four of them, um, there's something wrong. Well, Denmark was clearly the better team on the field. Now, I don't live and die by possession numbers. But, I know you don't. But we were worse, yes. and we deserve to lose, and I hate it. 13, excuse me, 12 shots versus 4 shots. I hate it. Yeah. If there's any solace in In the this, last seven matches, oh, I, guess I, I got a stat that. coming for you. Oh, here it comes. You ready for this? No. In the, oh, <laughs> I'll wait for a second. How about now? Ready? All right. Okay, I'm cool. Yeah. He had to take a drink. Yeah, I, yeah, this I is a stat that you need to drink for. In the last seven matches... The U.S., after the 80th minute, has conceded seven goals. Are you kidding me? Seven goals after the 80th minute in the last seven matches. If we only had to play a 70-minute match? Yeah. <laughs> We'd, We'd be amazing. so many yeah. wins. Yeah, we would. When did, when did fitness... Listen, I know that this is what Jurgen's been saying, but that is what are we not the United saying. States of America? Do we not have some of the best fitness technology and fitness sort of gurus in the world? All right, it's rant time. Go so, the United States used to be known for its fitness. Exactly. We were in great shape. When we and beat when we beat Mexico, the original Dos Acero, it was because of our fitness. We were in great shape. Yes. We, we can outrun run yes. and we can just keep going. We used to be known for fitness and the few things that we could do were goalkeeping, which actually I don't have a problem with in this particular match. Romano's a stud. He knows Romano's he's a stud. He, what can you do? The third well, goal well, well, The third goal was an absolute galazzo. I mean, it was beautiful well, I mean, what can, you, what can you do? You can't do anything about that. But we used to be able to play defense. That's what yeah. we could do. Yeah. It was midfield and forward. We couldn't do. And you could out-physical a team. We could out-Josie uh, out-physical, but yeah. no one else really did. Yeah. The, the back line. So... so I've got questions about why does it seem that we don't have fitness, which Jurgen has been complaining about. Why does it seem like we don't have fitness? Why can't we play defense? However, some solace, which I was trying to say earlier, in this particular situation, not that many MLS people on this team. So Jurgen can't say that MLS is the problem here. Right. That's a good point, actually. He can't say that Major League Soccer is the problem, at least in this specific instance. <laughs> this one particular well, instance. Well, not all. Like, there have been several games where we've played poorly with an almost entirely European-based squad. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think some of that comes from a lot of these European-based players we're playing are not actually getting that many minutes with their team. Right. That's a good point. 
So that's why I believe we're having fitness issues. Are they really playing? Mm-hmm. Who was great? Josie was great. Josie plays. Yeah. Good to see Aaron Johansson back. It is great. To, he had an injury. It, he was out for a while. He's one of the best true forwards that we have. We've got to have him yeah. healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Clearly, we still have to have Josie. I'm not saying that because I want to get rid of Josie. I love Josie. I'm mm. a Josie Altador apologist, even during his Sunderland days, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but, but we need somebody else. Josie Zardes looked okay. He didn't look great. Well, he's playing out of position. He's, he's, he was asked to do more in the midfield and less in attack. And, that's and he's not, not a midfielder. His, no, he's, he's a forward. He's not a midfielder. If you're going to play a 4-3-3 and you play him out wide right, cool. If you're playing a 4-4-2 and he's the right midfielder, no, I don't think that's the right use for him. Why don't we put Brett? Well, Breck's better on the left. But but, but anyway, I I didn't get it. I have some questions about what does our training regimen look like? What's going on? Why are these guys not ready to play 90 minutes? Yeah. If these games ended in the 70th, we would have wins and a couple of draws in Mm -hmm. these past seven games. But they go to 90. I don't know if anyone's heard that. They go to 90 and we lose. (laughs) You don't say... We lose. I don't like it. But this... They, know, play at, they play at Switzerland on Tuesday. Our dreaded rival? Switzerland? <laughs> yes. If there's anyone the, that we hate more than Denmark... It's Switzerland. <laughs> Swiss. The Swiss. They have great cheese. And great chocolate. But we have less than a week to make up for this. Let's yeah. see what we can do. I do want to talk about this since we have international dates happening. Yeah. Major League Soccer has this push to be one of the top leagues in the world. That certainly has within, been stated, yes. By the league, I mean. Yeah. Uh, within 10 years, a very aggressive goal. Mm-hmm. But there have been moves in that direction. Big signings, big investment in academy players, big investment in USL teams, uh, big money spent in scouting. And teams are getting these players the thing is, these players who are good get international call-ups because they're good. This particular international window, there were 58 players called up. Yeah. That's a lot of players. That's a lot of players. Good for them. Yeah. Major League Soccer continues to play games. I knew you were going to say games. that. Yeah. Yeah. Continues to play games during the international You're... window. You know a lot of people are are grinding on this. I am, too. That has to change. It does. I, I understand the reasoning. I mean, when you, especially when you let a team into the league like New York City, and they have to work around the, the Yankees, you you can only fit so many games into your schedule, and scheduling's not easy. No, scheduling's not easy. I get it. I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to fix, but this is a league that can manage to do an all-star game, can manage to give teams buys That's on random point. weeks, That's a great can point. manage to do summer international friendlies. I find it hard to believe yeah. that there is no one in the MLS office who can figure out how to honor international dates. Here's an example of how bad of a problem this is right now. Orlando City, an expansion team in its expansion season, is losing seven players. That's ridiculous. Five of those players are starters. Yeah. And two have come off the bench in the games they've mm-hmm. played. They also are having a rash of in- in- injuries right now. Easy for you to say. Yeah, man. I had a, <laughs> something <laughs> fell apart there. They're it's, also having a rash of injuries. It's right the bourbon. It probably is. They may not even be able to bring a full 18 to their game. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. What a statement. My issue. Yeah. How it's set up right now is it punishes 
the most ambitious teams. The teams who are willing to take the time and spend the money to either have the good academy to train players of this quality, yeah. the good scouting department to find players of this quality, or frankly, the cash to pay players of this quality. It's a great And if you up. do all of this, to meet this need, MLS has stated to be one of the top leagues in the world. Yeah. What happens to you? You've basically got an L on your on your schedule by right. default. Right. You're right. going to lose well, I'm... because you have ambition. Is that what the league wants to do? I don't understand why this hasn't been fixed. I, you know, you, you bring up a great point. I'm not looking forward to this match on Saturday because we went from having an embarrassment of attacking riches to having a dearth of attacking riches. Got nobody. Uh, well, missing yeah, via. Nibich. Yeah, via, but who else? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, Via it's, and probably Patrick Mullins will it's, start. It's going to be interesting to see how that sort of goes, but I, I completely agree with you. I, I think... They've got to start respecting the fact that people people are paying to see this as a product. MLS, the game day experience of of Major League Soccer, is a product. And if, especially in New York City's case, in the second home game, you put a subpar product on the field, yep, you're missing out on revenue. Those people might not come back. If you're a growing league and you spend all this money and time convincing people, come see these stars. Come see Josie Altidore. Come see Michael Bradley. Come see these guys. See Clint Dempsey, who ended up getting injured. But see these players. Yeah. They're not going to be there. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get it. But on that note of ambition, (laughs) expansion, yet again. Here come the loons. My Minnesota United FC. Are now I, there the twenty third? There might MLS be team. room for you guys on the bandwagon once Jeff sits down. Yeah, <laughs> but he takes up a lot of room. A lot of room. <laughs> the team that I decided earlier this year, yeah. to follow oh. is oh, now. Of course, I'm sure you're going to take credit for that now. Oh yeah, you, you gave them like the, the, the that's all they needed. The that last, that yeah. last push, <laughs> that last push, that last mainstream push. Blackberry should hire you. They should. They need help. <laughs> They need help. All jokes aside, congratulations to Minnesota Good job, Louis. We're excited to have you. I'm glad it wasn't the Vikings. I thought that was going to be a disaster. A few things that jumped out about this to me. One is that, basically, when it was announced, Don Garber, there was, there was very little wiggle room in the language used. It was that they will begin play in 2018. There will be a soccer-specific stadium in place by 2018. I think that... The sort of uh, rug pulled out from under them nature of the New York City FC deal with yeah. the, the 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 Bloomberg into De Blasio and the the lack of a stadium. Yep, 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 yep. That's not happening anymore. No, and this whole Miami thing that's been dragging yeah. out for years now. Uh, I don't think we're doing that anymore. No, it, it's over. Minnesota United FC does have a bit of an uphill battle. Yeah. One, they play in Minnesota outside. I feel <laughs> terrible for the people who are going to have to come there in March and in November. There's going to have they have like a frostbite station. Oh, that will be a heated field. Yeah, I'll of tell course you it that will. Right now, they will have to. Otherwise, they cannot play on that surface. It will be outdoors, unlike the Vikings' proposal. But that I think is wise. I think it's a wise choice. The smart money is it'll be close to Target Field, where the Minnesota Twins play. It will almost certainly have to be privately financed. Yeah. But I don't think it's a problem for that ownership group. I don't think so either. My understanding is beyond the current owners of the Minnesota United FC NASL team, there is also the Minnesota Twins owners and also some part of the Timberwolves ownership group. Yeah. Quietly. Yeah. 
the Twin Cities are one of the few cities in the United States that has five major sports teams. They have an NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings. They have an MLB team, the Minnesota Twins. They have a uh, basketball team. They've got the Timberwolves. They have a hockey team, the Minnesota Wild. And now they have an MLS team, Minnesota United FC. Why does Jeff bring this up? I'll tell you why. So, <laughs> why am I on this podcast? You're just going to answer, yeah, answer your own you're, question. You're not needed. Yeah, okay. You clear out your desk. A lot of the recent, very successful, quote-unquote, small market teams yeah. have been in places where there haven't been that many other pro sports options. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Whereas Minneapolis, or I should say the Twin Cities as a metropolitan area, have plenty yeah. of sports options. And that's where you see difficulties in, like New York has difficulties. L.A. somewhat, not as much as they could, but who knows? They're going to have a second team in addition to potentially an NFL team returning. Yeah. Uh, potentially two NFL teams returning. That is interesting to me. It's a different challenge. They are not in the same position that, say, Portland was in when they came in. That's a good point. Or uh, Orlando is right now, where literally they're the only, there's two teams. Well, frankly, Seattle. Seattle doesn't have that many teams. Mariner, no one goes to Mariners games. Well, when they were good, when yeah. Ichiro was there, but yeah. not anymore. Yeah. And they lost their basketball team. Yeah. Sore spot, I understand. Yeah. It's interesting. It is It's interesting. a different challenge. Yeah. However, I think Minnesota's going to show up. I really think they are. I do, too. Something else that I found really interesting about they this. They show up for NASL games. Well, speaking of the NASL, did anyone else see this sort of... Uh, State of the Union address repast that the NASL offered after the announcement, sort of saying, no. oh, did you not? I didn't see this. Oh, my Lord. It was about sort of uh, how they believe in their own model and, they cri- and basically, in as many words, criticizing the model of of MLS and how there's a cap and all that kind of stuff. But then also saying we strive to be, you know, a worldly national, uh, excuse me, nationally recognized league, a world recognized league and all this kind of stuff, which promptly led to uh, to Don Garber basically saying that they're taking everything to a higher standard, the highest uh-huh. level possible. It's interesting play on words. It really yeah, is. Really. I feel for the NASL. I feel like... They're being, all of their good stuff gets taken. And frankly, for good reason. The thing that you have to understand... I think the NASL says, listen, we can be just as big as the MLS. You ain't got no TV deal, Okay. When you get those TV deals that the MLS has, the MLS, listen to me, I sound like Raj Bennett. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like you guys. You're British. <laughs> Is this where we do our um, Robbie no, Earl and no, Robbie Musto no. impressions? No. You brought this up in the pre-show. We haven't even practiced. I, oh. <laughs> we need to practice. We'll, we'll work we on it, Ginger. Rest, we'll rest assured we'll, we'll work it, on it. We'll get it right. The NASL, uh, I don't know. I, I have such mixed feelings. I feel like the USL understands their role within the U.S. soccer landscape. I feel like the NASL maybe doesn't. I feel like they think that there is more opportunity there than there is. The NAS- It'd be one thing. Oh. Let me say this. It Ooh. would be one thing if this were sort of an NFL-AFL situation where you had NFL teams, every NFL team selling out all their games— then you had another league that came along that also sold a lot of tickets and did really well. The MLS is just starting to get to the point now where they're putting butts in the seats routinely over and over again. I don't think there's that much pie to go around, if you know what I mean. It's uh, The American market's a tough market for soccer yeah. in general. And the fact that there are three 
pro leagues in the United States is frankly remarkable. It really is. It really is. I enjoy NASL's ambitions. Sure. I enjoy what they're trying to do. I think it's an uphill battle for them. The TV point is fair. Like, you don't have a TV deal. USL doesn't either. Yeah. Um, Some of these teams have local deals. (laughs) Minnesota United FC has a local TV deal. Yeah. But it is tough to meet these ambitions. I don't think it's impossible. But this is where you would insert your promotion and relegation argument. Sure. I don't know... If there's the problem is, is there any motivation for MLS to, to go along with that? And I don't think there is. And no, until until the money involved in that the league is huge. bringing in has got to be bigger. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be huge because you have to change how legally these are structured, and that's I think a detail that a lot of folks forget or yeah. don't want to think about. Yeah, that legally these are not structured in an intercompatible way. Yeah. Could it be done? Yeah. Like I said in an earlier pod, I want to see the winner of the NASL yeah, play the so loser good. of Major League Soccer Ugh. in a game. Like, who gets who gets to either stay or get promoted? Like, well, what's it going to be? Who gets to play in MLS and who has to go down to NASL? They would have to play the final countdown during the entire oh match, just on repeat. That game would be great. <laughs> that game would be great. But before we move on from expansion, we do have to talk about this league said... 24 teams by 2020. Yeah. We're at 23 officially. Atlanta and LAFC come in in 2017. Yeah. Minnesota United, 2018. You have two years left in the calendar. One team. Alex Soccer Kibler. (laughs) Who's it going to be? As much as it pains me to say it, I think the politics are pointing towards Miami. It's going to be Miami. And... If I'm Sacramento, I would be livid and understandably livid. I, I, why can't they just do, you know, 25 teams? I'm cool with that. I think that's actually the solution we're going to see. I think it is too. And I think you're going to see a 26th team, either in Austin or St. Louis or somewhere, San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. I think you're going to see that. San Antonio. I feel like it's, if anything, and this is really indicative of the market in the United States. If anything, we were too passive and too conservative with our guesses on on where these markets would develop and teams who are excuse me uh, towns that are excited to have teams. Um, I think any of those teams that we it's, it's towns that we just mentioned would be able to put fifteen thousand at least people in the stands every week. Well, keep in mind by the time that rolls around, the the average attendance is going to be twenty. Or above. Oh, easily, yeah. Because we're at 19 from last season. Right now, we're trending at 24, 25. Toronto's expanding. Toronto's expanding New to 30,000 seats. 27,000 when they pack the house. And this game, this weekend's almost sold out. Orlando's selling 30K in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. The numbers are going to keep going up. Yeah. And you don't have Chivas USA bringing in like 3,000 people. You right. don't have that holding it down. Seattle hasn't had their big games, and they will. Well, they'll get 62,000 plus. There's attendance going up, so 15k won't be enough. Saying like I can get you 15,000 fans, that's not going to get you in. I do believe Miami's going to be next. The smart money, smart money. The rumors right now are that they are eyeing a piece of land next to the New Marlins Stadium. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the best location. I like the waterfront location, but my understanding is the politics in the city right now, that's just not going to happen. Can they share that terrible Marlin jumping like animatronic thing? 
I hope so. Uh, me too. I hope so. That stadium is terrible. We got an exciting piece of ginger mail. We did. Ginger mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag. I can't keep doing that. You were so close to going to a tail wagging reference and it just didn't happen. Blues clues. It just didn't happen. We got a piece of mail from a gentleman who calls himself Thaddeus, and I really hope that's his name. I really hope that other people also call him Thaddeus. And his email reads, Hello, lads. You had mentioned wanting emails with questions, preferably stupid ones for Jeff, so here I am to the rescue. There's an exclamation point. As you you hear this, you may... I, I, I'm under the impression that this man is English. Well, his email address that. is a .co.uk. First thing <laughs> I notice is that his email address is a UK email address. That is not what Alex Kibler notices. I had notices. had that in my inbox for three days, and I had not noticed that. <laughs> first thing. First thing I noticed, like, oh, it's from a British person. But listen, apparently there's a lack of like subpar podcasts in England because we have a listener from England. Anyway, hey, we'll take it. Uh, number one, which English or other European clubs do you lads support? Jeff? I don't have one. I'm a Newcastle United fan. Yes, you are. Yeah. A proud fan of Newcastle. Yes, and I think after this summer when I go with my mother to Italy and go see Fiorentina play, I think I might have to support that team as well. Les Violets. I will put this out to the Gingers. So I do not have either a European team or a British team. I, I don't. A lot of that comes from I have I no... I think the English would really appreciate the English separating, fine, fine, separating them fine. from Europe. No, they, they love you for saying oh, that. okay. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Congratulations, everyone. I don't have a team right now because I don't really have a connection to that part of the world. Like a personal one. I I just don't. Sure. So it's difficult for me to say like, oh, yeah, the ancestors came from wherever. Like they didn't. So I have no connection to that. Yeah. If any gingers have any teams that I should support, let me know and let me know why. Should I become an Arsenal supporter? Should I support Tottenham Hotspur? Should I support Chelsea? Those are your only options. Some of those things are sad. Some of them are just bandwagoning. Some of them are just depressing. Um, <laughs> number, uh, two. On, number two. Coke, Pepsi, or Urn Brew? Number three. Did wait, you wait, have wait, to wait, look wait, up no, Urn no, Brew? No, you can't go straight to the third question. You have to answer the second question because then the third one's funny. Oh, see, I messed the delivery up. He's the comedian, <sighs> not me. Uh, well, I'm going to say Coke. Was, oh, it doesn't even matter now. No. <laughs> I also say Coke, but you say it because you're a Southerner. Well, yeah. There's a picture on Reddit the other day of a guy wearing a Pepsi shirt in the World of Coke exhibit, like well, in that's Atlanta. Pretty, that's pretty funny. I mean, he's an anarchist clear that man can't be anarchist did you have to look up urn brew we didn't look it up i did that's a lie i looked it up oh did you really yeah what is it i looked it up it is uh according to wikipedia yeah it is scotland's second most famous drink presumably the first wait a minute is scotch whiskey is he scottish well i don't know oh my god that's cool i watched the scottish premier league um, I'm so sorry. Thaddeus. You see, I got to work that in there. I'm yeah. so sorry, Thaddeus. Yeah. He does watch the Scottish Premier League. It How do you feel about? Sound... Oh, <laughs> I got to move on, bro. How do you feel about MLS beating Barcelona recently in ratings in the UK? I feel pretty good about it. How can you not feel good about I it? I do have questions about how that happened, but I, I feel very good about it. Did you know that uh, along with Sky Sports, Eurosport also broadcasts MLS? They do it in German, and it's actually quite fun to listen to. I have so, now an image of a bunch of middle-aged men in Scotland in a pub watching American soccer. In with, German. With, exactly, with the, the commentary in German. <laughs> I knew Eurosport was covering yeah. MLS. I did not know, at least in the UK, it is broadcast in German. If we have other European listeners who have access to Eurosport, can you just let me know? If it is also in German, because I really want it to be only broadcast in German. Yeah, oh, me too. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Um, 
the next question has what in England I think would get bleeped. Oh my goodness! But not here. Um, why do these bell ends in Seattle insist on pretending they're English? I hate that fight and win. And then I can't say that last word. You can't say twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was worth it. Now he's. Uh, you just do that because you know I have to go and bleep it. It takes him it's so more long. More work for me. Yeah. If you don't know what a bell end is, it's part of the gentleman's region. <laughs> the gentleman's region. I'm calling it that from now on. You know why I'm saying that? Because Jeremy Clarkson calls it the gentleman's region. The gentleman. Oh, he got fired go. today. I blame everyone in England for allowing that to happen. Wow. Although, let's be honest, he punched a guy and he got fired from his job. If, if that was the I only mean, headline, I guess you sort of understand how it goes. He, he probably does. Oh, such to get a great fired. show. Do either of you even Wait, get. You didn't even answer the question. Oh, I didn't, did I? So I don't think they are pretending to be English. I think they're just very enthusiastic. I think they're both pretending to be English and very enthusiastic. Agree to disagree. Do either of you even get Unimas? I do, and I can't change it into English. I also get Unimas, but I can watch it with an antenna because it is broadcast here in New York. You can watch it for free. With SAP? Not with SAP. Oh, okay. Or I couldn't do it with SAP, but it is broadcast for free. So a piece of information for those of us who are across the pond. In a lot of places in the United States, uh, Spanish language television is actually free broadcast television. You do not need cable. You do not need satellite to watch it. You can watch Unimas. Mm Mm-hmm. With an antenna. Mm-hmm. Which Not one of you is cooler, Jeff? M- me. Yeah, easy. We're all on the same page. How do you know each other? We co-workers. work together. Co-workers. Yeah. Co-workers. How did we discover that we both love soccer? It was in the run-up to the most recent World Cup. Yeah. Where we were talking about it, it became clear that we actually knew about the sport. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you were just excited because here's a thing that's happening. Like America. People get, yeah. Like people get excited for the Olympics, right. but they don't know anything about track and field. Well, all of a sudden, you know, okay, wait a minute. I've got to go on a little bit of a tangent here. Here we go. I, I don't know if it was just because I went to college in Virginia. It is. Oh, okay, probably. But I had a group of friends who, for about three days a year, were allegedly the biggest horse racing fans that have ever existed. <laughs> And that drives me absolutely crazy. You don't care about horse racing. And then they come in, they're like, oh, well, he had a great race. You just looked that up last night on ESPN, I guarantee it. It's the same thing with the Olympics. All of a sudden, yeah, not only are people watching it, but they have an opinion about the butterfly strike. Yes. Like, you don't know anything. I have a lot of opinions about the Olympics. I can hear that. I can hear that. A lot of opinions. What do you do for work? I don't know if we can actually answer that. No, I can't. Because we work for a secretive organization. We and do. I like referring to it that way. It's it's listen, it's it's very secretive. Secrets uh, are kept. It is, and I've also heard horror stories about people <laughs> going out in front about it. Moving on. Are you as amazed uh, wait, are you as amazed I managed eleven questions as I am? No. No. It's, it's not pl- that many questions. Because frankly, you got to fourteen. Are you planning on taking the men and blazers in some sort of foot? Football Pod World Tag Team Championship match. WrestleMania is only about a week away this after all. This man follows wrestling. I like this guy. He's clearly a fan. Listen, I have nothing but love for that English duo. I'll take him on. Listen, we I can take not them, first of all. We could take him. You know We're why? younger than they are. We're in better shape. We're not afraid to play dirty either. Oh, I'll, They're I'll, English. They're going to be too polite. Too polite, too proper. We'll take them to the mat. Uh, listen, they're Absolutely. going down. Yes, it's going to be great. Anytime you hear me, men in blazers, when SummerSlam comes around. <laughs> you, what you going to do, brother? What you going to do, brother? <laughs> 
Oh, that's amazing. Can you name 10 cities? I think this is targeted okay, towards okay, me. No, 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 10 cities slash towns in England outside of the ones that are home to a Premier League club. Here's the problem for me. I, they might have them. Does Birmingham have a Premier League club? Yes, Aston Villa. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Starting first Morally. of all, it's more important that you said Birmingham because oh, actually I'm an Birmingham. Ameri- I'm, I'm a, yeah. an American. I can do this only because I've been to these places. Pool. Someone has a passport. Yeah, isn't Blackpool? Oh, they may have no Premier League. No pool. Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth might win the championship and play in the That's not Premier the League question. next year. Correct. Uh, Poole and Bournemouth, those are those are towns. Um, this is going to sound really mean because I'm going to say Portsmouth because everyone who's listening to this right now who's a Portsmouth fan knows that, you know, five, six years ago in the Premier League, now yeah. they're in the fourth tier of English football. Well, they've had some So wait, that's three. Issues. That's three. You've got um, seven more to go. Is Exeter a town in England? It's in New Hampshire. Well, <laughs> I think it's also in Hampshire. <laughs> it might be. It but might it, be. I know for a fact it's in New Hampshire. When Sunderland gets relegated, we can say Sunderland. Don't. As a Newcastle fan, this felt so good to say. Oh, okay. Um, wait a minute. Hang on. Who has played in the... See, this is how we're going to cheat, is we're going we're gonna to name What's teams this that we thing? played I, in the I, Premiership I, recently. I went wrong at the start. I realize right now that I'm naming more York. English... Oh, that's a good one. English towns than I know Canadian towns. <laughs> how sad is that? Listen, uh, folks. Wait, Canada is not that England. Wait a minute. He says England. England. Crap. So you can't do Edinburgh. Get out of here. Um, oh, gosh, can't do all those Welsh towns you know so well. Uh, do or you have your, anything? Or your I northern, have five. your northern Irish towns. I no. did York. I added that. Yeah. So together we got five. We can do better than that. Wait a minute. I don't think so. <sighs> well, now that Premier League cities. Oh, Oxford. They don't have a Premier League town. That's a town. Um, it's also an institution of higher learning. Where does Nottingham Forest play? In a forest. Ostensibly, yes. <laughs> Is that town called Nottingham? That's the county. I have no idea. You're, you're asking me. I know so little about English geography. I have no idea. There's probably... The town that I stopped at the service station and had a full English breakfast my first day in England, that probably had a name, but I don't know what it is. I might know more cities in Germany than I know. We're really pathetic. Do you know that? Is, why wait, 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 wait. Why is that pathetic? Here's why. Because I'm we're saying Americans that. and we're uneducated. Well, 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 can someone from England tell me about Rochester, Minnesota? No. Like, why, why it is, is it? It is a good point that England is about is the size it, of Virginia. Right? Are they going to tell me about the city of Richmond, Virginia? Can they tell me that Virginia Commonwealth University is there? Can they tell me that used to be the capital of the Confederacy? I doubt it. Preach, Jeff. Preach. So I'm not going to say I'm pathetic because I don't know some town that has 5,000 people in it next to a rail station somewhere in England. And finally, I refuse to apologize. And finally, why on earth can't New England Revolution find the back of the net? They're killing me. Is this oh, guy poor- Hold on. Apparently he's a Revs fan. Poor guy. Well, isn't there some irony here that a man who's British is a fan of the New England Revolution who represent a war that he lost? He's tired of old England. He likes New England. Not a bad place. Not a bad place. I had a lot of fun when I lived there. Yeah. Boston. Not England. New England. Oh, the new one. (laughs) You don't even know Uh, how much strength it takes me to not throttle this man. You know when they score a goal and they shoot the guns off? It's like ostensibly at Redcoats, right? Anyway, yes. moving on. There's yes. games this also, weekend, Also, they do Jeff. that when the Patriots play. It's just a thing that happens if you play in that stadium. They fire weapons. Games this weekend. Yeah, New England at home. The aforementioned New England Revolution at home against San... Oh, wait, 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 Jeff. Yes. Wait. Yes. 
Let's talk about our scores from last weekend. Oh, no. He's so, saying this because I probably lost. Yeah, you did. You know why? Because one person... Only the, one for the person first got a time, point? No. But for the first time, someone guessed the result and the scoreline. Oh, and it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Uh, so la- apparently we're getting worse at picking MLS games as the, yeah, as the season goes it's on. It's just going to get worse. Jeff's totals have gone from six in week one to three in week two Ooh. to two in week three. I don't know what I'm doing. No. So Jeff got two points last week. He correctly picked the Dallas match and the San Jose match. <laughs> Alex correctly picked, that's me, three matches last week. Um, those matches being bad. those matches being the draw in Portland uh-huh. and the San Jose match and the New York Red Bulls match for which I picked the correct 2-0 scoreline. Going into this weekend, Alex 14 points, Jeff on 11 points. We'll come back. He, 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 we're doing well. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m., New England at home against San Jose. When I, does New England turn this around, man? Just, That's the question. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, I'm going to regret doing this. This is the game. I'm not going to say that. What's your score? Uh, super low. 1-0? 1-0. Okay, I'm going to say... I, and I will admit, I'm taking this because it'll be cold in New England, and San Jose is a warm weather team. I'm going to say 1-0 San Jose. I think San, San Jose, Jose is the better so team good. right now. I, I have to take New England. I, I just have to have New England turn it around at some point, so I'm taking them. Yeah, Montreal at home against Orlando. Ooh, this is Montreal without Cameron Porter, but Orlando, who we haven't seen much from, Montreal with the win... Orlando with a goal they actually earn 2-1. I'm going to say a draw. Montreal at home 1-1 against Orlando. I think Orlando does score a goal in the run of play, and it looks decent. But I still think Montreal will will hold them off. First of all, let me say this, too. This game is broadcast on the following networks. TSN 3, TSN 5. They have a fifth one. RDS, Fox 35, My 65, and Fox Sports Florida. I get none of those channels. (laughs) Well, why would you? Why would you get the Canadian equivalent to ESPN, and not even its real one, which is TSN? Yeah. You get TSN 3, TSN 5, whatever that is. RDS is the French-Canadian equivalent to ESPN, which you definitely don't get. Certainly not. You don't live in Orlando, so you're not going to get Fox 35. And you're not going to get Fox Sports Florida, because you don't live in Florida. You can get it on MLS MLS Live, Live. though. Yeah, baby. Uh, New York City at home against Sporting, 7 p.m. on Yes and KMCI 38. I'm taking City. I'm taking City. Part of that has to do with I have two tickets to this game. Yeah. So I want them to win. I think I'm going to take City as well, but only because I haven't seen enough from sporting. I think I'm not, I don't think that uh, New York are going to score a lot of goals. I think they might score one goal. I think, I think it might be 1-0 one one nil. Nil New York. Okay, we can nil. agree on that. And uh, a lot of Dom Dwyer misses. DC United at home against LA. LA winning away. Yeah, me too. I think 2-1 LA. I haven't LA. seen it from DC. Um, yeah, th- there's going to be a goal against LA. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll also take, I'll take two, one, but LA, they're going to, they're going to win. Columbus at home, 7.30 PM against the New York Red Bulls, MSG plus and TWCSC Ohio. He just loves reading the local networks. I'm taking hashtag great. new crew, uh, but, but, uh, high scoring affair three, two. Ooh, I'm going to take a one, one draw. Okay. I'm I'm impressed with the Red Bulls. I think they're going to play pretty decently this weekend. Uh, Vancouver at home against Portland. Oh, I think this is going to be a good one. I think it is too. That's on TSN one. Oh, we found out what game has, is on TSN one later in the day. Yeah, earlier in the day they're playing curling. Yes, probably so they had to bump into TSN poutine three. recipes on TSN. It's a sport. <laughs> it's a sport. This one's really tough for me. I'm taking it a two-two draw. 
which Portland fans you aren't going to like. Be four goals in this match because I was going to say one nil Vancouver. I'm taking a two two draw. All right, I'm so going to say one nil Vancouver. Four goals. You're more optimistic than me. Houston at home against Colorado at 8.30 p.m. on Altitude Root Sports Southwest. I earned those two points. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Houston win. I'm taking a Houston win. And uh, I'm taking taking Houston 2, Colorado 1. Colorado. I see signs of promise in Colorado. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're going to win this. I'm going to take a draw. I'm going to say 1-1 draw. Uh, FC Dallas at home against Seattle. It's 8.30 p.m. This is Seattle without Clint Dempsey, but Obafemi Martins is still going to be there. Yeah. But no one's beating Dallas right now. No one's beating Dallas. This is in Dallas. Yeah. I'm going to take a high-scoring draw. I'm going to go with another 2-2. I think Dallas wins this match. Ooh. I think... If they win, then I'm taking them very seriously. I think... I want to say... Listen to this. I would say three one Dallas. What? Yeah. I th- I think right Market now Dallas is attacking as confidently as any team in the league, and it's, I think Seattle is prone to those mistakes that let teams capitalize on them, and that's a bad combination when you head down to Dallas. And since it's on our list of games on Saturday, Mexico yeah. Ecuador. Oh yes, I'm taking El Tri. I think you have to take them. El Tri. Three uh, one. Yeah, cool. I would agree. And it's with that. in Los Angeles. You don't get points for that. Sunday. I want points for that. Five p.m. ESPN two. ESPN Deportes. Chicago at home against Philly. Philly. Is this when Philly puts it together? This is the one Philly puts it together. And Chicago fans start a small riot. <sighs> I know I've been picking Philly a lot, and I've been on that bandwagon. I, I'm but sticking I also with was impressed in a loss with Chicago this past weekend. I really was. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. I think I think Chicago gets a point at home. I think Philly 1-0 uh, away win. All right, cool. And in the nightcap, Real Salt Lake at home. Toronto FC, 7 p.m. FS1. I'm taking Real Salt Lake, even though Ramondo's not there. But I can't take Toronto because both Josie and Michael Bradley will not be there. Giovinco will, will not be, create enough. I would agree with you. He needs he needs that support, and I, I just don't see it. I'm taking RSL. Still not a big thing. You know, it'll be like a one nil, but I'm taking RSL winning at home. I'll say two one RSL. Okay, you're giving Toronto a go. A lot of good game. Uh, yeah, respect. a lot of good games this weekend, Jeff. What do you have for the gingers out there in quiet time with Jeff? I need to prep for you this. You do. It's a new I segment. A, I, I thought it was a joke segment. Not last anymore. Time. I don't find anything funny about this, Jeff. You shouldn't. (laughs) Do you have anything? Eat your vegetables. (laughs) That was not nearly as profound as last week. Go forth in soccer, gingers. Go. Leave. Oh, my God. This dog is impossible to photograph. Yeah. This dog is impossible to photograph. The dog that they can't see is impossible to photograph. (laughs) I should make an Instagram of just the terrible... Photos that I take. There's no way to photograph that dog. No, it's impossible. The dog's like a vampire. No, vampires don't show up in mirrors. That's what your dog's like. Won't show I, up in photos. They're allegedly they don't show up in photographs either. I thought. And yeah, it's all it's all sorts of forms of optics. It depends on like what kind of ridiculousness you believe in. It depends on your vampire lore. Mm. There's an old vampire lore about they can't cross running water. What? Like rivers. Oh. <laughs> But if you maintain that, then they wouldn't be able to live in a city due to no. indoor plumbing. Yeah. Oh, good point. I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> or more, to hinder our 
fangtooth brethren. I don't no, know why no. you're trying to keep them down, Jeff. I'm not trying to keep them down. I'm just saying that in a modern vampire story, yeah. they ignore that whole thing about they can't cross running water because then they wouldn't be able to live in a city. It's convenient for them, is what you're saying. Anytime... The writers, not the... For, yes, for writers. Yeah. It's not convenient for a vampire. No, certainly not. But the big difference between a vampire and a werewolf... Yeah. A vampire is the undead. They've chosen this lifestyle. But a werewolf is someone who's just sick. Oh, you, so they're a victim. They're a victim. Something's wrong with them. Every no, 28 whoa, whoa, whoa. days... I thought you became a vampire if someone bit you who was a vampire. That's true. You may not have consented to that. No. I, there's tons that... That leads to a lot of questions. How did you become... Oh, yeah. Listen, I've heard that if the, the human body, if it's an illegitimate vampire bite, then the human body has a ways of shutting that whole thing down. Wow! <laughs> wow. Uh, I hope that doesn't make the cut. It will. <laughs> of course it will. So many letters. Uh, so many letters. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers to that.